Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.33 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. NHL uh, draft tonight again from uh, 5 o'clock until... Uh, well, as long as the opening round goes, round one with Reed Wilkins and myself, the 2021 NHL Draft brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork and Cabinetry, a legacy of excellence on radio, on Oilers Radio 630. Chad, Brendan Escott is 37 feet away from me in the main studio right now. Uh, Willie Lindstrom was the answer to our Oilers Now trivia for Pro-Am Sports, your fan cave and fan gear source for all things Oilers in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail and online at proamsports.ca. The winner receives a 50 GC from Pro-Am Sports. Brendan, uh, the question was uh, who scored the last goal in Jets' WHA history when they won the AFCO Cup, beating the Oilers. This player later played for the Oilers and won two Cups in Edmonton. Uh, the answer was Willie Lewis Lindstrom, and who was our winner? Dave A. Dave A. Out of the 403 exchange. Nice work, Dave A. Let's get to NHL today. It is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Visit ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brandon. Well, the schedule came out yesterday. The regular season schedule one of two versions will be actually implemented of course one including an Olympic break the one that we saw it sees the last Oilers uh, game on February 2nd and then they don't play again that month until the 24th but it all kicks off on home ice Wednesday October 13th against Vancouver it's the beginning of a three game homestand as well you're not waiting long for the first battle of Alberta that's Saturday October 16th November 1st is the first regular season contest for the Kraken at Rogers Place Florida is buying out a veteran Keith Yandel, the New York Rangers, uh, placed Tony D'Angelo on waivers to buy him out as well. Of course, no surprise with either of those players. Blue Shirts also agreeing to a six-year deal with Barkley Goudreau, uh, who's negotiating rights. They traded with Tampa to acquire 28-year-old, getting $3.64 million per season. And Lethbridge Hurricanes captain uh, Dino Cambitz signing an AHL deal with Bakersfield after putting up 20 points in 21 games last year. All right, uh, 12.35 in Edmonton. Uh, Brendan, are we good to go here with our next guest? Just let me know. I believe so. Okay, uh, we go to our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk. W-I-L-H-A-U-K today and every Friday, courtesy of the River Cree Resort and Casino, we bring aboard Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Hi, Elliot. How you doing? I'm good, Bob. How are you doing? Uh, I'm looking forward to today. It's going to be fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's already started. Yeah, uh, and, you know, it's funny because yesterday we discussed about potential replacements for Adam Larson in Edmonton, and I mentioned yep. Ristolainen, and that was meant with a significant negative pushback. The, and suggest- the usual derision? Yes. Uh, and and I'm, I'm wondering whether or not people realize we do have another NHL organization in the mix here, and this may be driving prices up. What did you think of uh, the fact that the Flyers gave up what turned out to be ultimately the 13th overall pick in the draft, a second rounder in 2023, as well as former second round pick Robert Hag for Rasmus Ristolainen? I think it's a pretty big price, uh, Bob, quite honestly. Um, you know, I when I heard it, like I, I heard it was going down, that they were closing in on him, and I just wasn't sure of the price. And when I saw the full price revealed, 
I thought it was pretty significant. That's um, that's a you know they they traded a couple of picks to move Gostasper yesterday, and now they do this today. That's that's big stuff. I mean, what what it's proving is that Philly is all in on this season. Well, they need to be. And Chuck Fletcher, I mean, the first thing he did to fill out, uh, when he went into Philadelphia was change out their D and significantly upgrade. And lo and, be, and he had a surprise player retire. Let's not forget that at the end of last season. And I'm sure, Elliot, he thought that the individual was going to stay with them, right? So, uh, okay, let's uh, switch focus here. Zach Hyman, what are you hearing? Well, what I'm hearing, Bob, is that, uh, you know, Toronto is not uh, – Toronto, from what I understand, they look at like a, a half a million dollar a year difference. I, it sounds like the the seven-year deal is 5-5. Five, five, and the uh, eight-year deal is like 5.02 or something like that. And I think what Toronto has decided is that if Edmonton wants a half a million dollars in cap relief, it's going to have to be a pretty significant price in terms of a draft pick or something. And so, like, if it's a sixth or seventh rounder, and I think that's kind of what the Oilers have indicated, from what I'm hearing is Toronto's not willing to do that. Yeah, I heard Um, Toronto wanted a second-round pick. Is that true? I think that's possible. I, I do. Um, I, I hadn't. I heard much higher. So I think that it is possible that they are asking for a two. Yes, but I can't say a hundred percent. But I've heard the similar rumors. All right. So the other question. I, here's the deal. Zach Hyman is Leafs property until the 28th, unless they trade him. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's correct. Now, are they recalibrating? Teams were given. Teams were given permission to talk to him. All right. And obviously, we know the Hyman family elected to fly to Edmonton uh, to meet with the Oilers. That yep. said, is it entirely possible that Toronto's going to take another push at trying to keep him? Um. No, I don't think so. I think it's. I think it's done. I think uh, I think Hyman's going to be an Oiler, okay. one way or the other. All I right. So, not. Elliot, if right now the fans listening to the show are saying, well, there's no way, like, so it's seven years at five and a half or just a little under Nugent Hopkins' number on an eight-year deal if Edmonton can consummate something with the Leafs. Yeah. You can imagine what fans in Edmonton would say about, well, in order for having the privilege of getting Hyman early, you know, there's a second or third round pick, really? That would be well. I mean, that's your choice not to do it. I, right. Like I, I have no problem with that. If you say nope, that's not worth it to us. We're not going to do it. Yeah, I totally understand. Um, I think Toronto looks at it like uh, cap space is an important asset right now. It's going to be a flat cap or maybe a million raise in the next few years, and they think it should be uh, expensive if they're going to help you. You've That's watched their opinion. that. You're more than I mean, the Oilers are more than within their rights to say no. Elliot, you've watched Zach Hyman more than me. What yep. kind of player is he? Well, I, I, I'm a big Hyman fan. I, I think he's, I think he's a terrific player, and I think he's got a great attitude. And Toronto's really going to miss him. You know, there, there's no question about that. I think he's, look, he's going to go through walls for you every single night. He's very low maintenance. He's not going to cause you any problems. He fits in uh, really easily. There are a lot of, you know, dominant personalities in that Toronto dressing room. And he just doesn't cause any problems. I, I think that's what it comes down to, Bob. And, um, you know, I, think, I don't think he's going to be any different in Edmonton. I think you guys have a lot of big personalities there. If Keith comes in, he's a big personality. 
And I just don't think, I think he's going to go out, he's going to do his job, he's going to knock people over, he's going to get to the net, and he's going to do it pretty quietly. Yeah, you know, we, we, we live in these hockey-mad markets where people have passion and virtually every person listening to his show thinks they could be a general manager. And It's funny, like, I look at, if Edmonton is, you know, ends up getting Zach Hyman, I think he'd be a real good ad for the team. I think they need a guy like him. Uh, yep. We've got listeners to the show that are saying, oh, here we go again. David Clarkson, Milan Lucic, Andrew Ladd. To me, he's a completely different type of player. He's more like a Kunitz who is very good with Crosby. And, and people say, yeah, but he played with Crosby. And my response would be, yeah, well, he'd be pl- Zach Hyman would be playing with McDavid or Dreisaitl here. So, you know, I, I think I think if I, I look at it this way, um, you know, there were times they, they thought about having other options around, you know, uh, Matthews or Marner or even Tavares at times. And he always ended up back there. You know, they, they, there were times they said, oh, let's try this and let's try that. And, you know, they, he ended up back on the ice. And it wasn't because he was a passenger or it wasn't because they had no other options. He earned his spot there. Um, you know, obviously, you know, if he's not on a level of a McDavid or a Matthews, but he can play with a McDavid or a Matthews. And the other thing I'd say this, I, I think, you know, I, like we, I've talked about this on your show before, sports are ageist. People, you know, really look at aging curves, and I understand all the issues. You know, he did have a knee injury last year, and I understand the concern over that. I would just say, in general, he's not trending in the same direction as, you know, say, I think there's a lot more there. Like when, when Lucic got signed, I don't think there were the concerns about uh, Hyman that there were about Lucic. When when Clarkson got signed, I don't think there were the concerns about Hyman that there were about Clarkson. You know, uh, Hyman's a good skater. He's worked hard to get better at that. Um, you know, like I said, his body's been banged up here or there with some injuries, and that's always something you got to worry about in any hockey player. But I don't think he has some of the same like game-related issues. And some other of those terms, uh, terms with contracts, our contracts with terms had. It's always a bet. It's always a gamble. I would never say anything else. But uh, look, the Oilers are in win now. Like these are big years, and yep. he's going to make your team better in these big years. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, I just, I, I, I probably, Elliot, I probably asked fifteen hockey people. You know, executives, scouts, some players, some key players, who would be the better fit. Hyman or Hall, and they said fit-wise, Hyman might be the better fit because you've already got a couple big stars. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know about that. Like, I, yeah. like, I, like you know, I, I think like Hall obviously has uh, a, a greater ceiling. He's got a higher no ceiling about for that. sure. For but, sure. You know, but Hyman is a, he is a hell. Like, he's not going to score. He's not a threat to score like Hall is on in transition and things like that. But he is a threat to score in close. Like I, the one thing I'll never forget was last, not this past year, but last year in the bubble playoffs in that first round series, uh, Toronto Columbus. Um, you know, there was a game where Toronto was down big and they made a big comeback to win in overtime. And with like I don't remember how many seconds there were left in regulation, they were down a goal. It was in the last minute. You know, Matthews had a shot, and he passed it off to Hyman, who scored to tie the game. And I remember looking at that and thinking there was no one, except for Anthony Stewart, he said later, around who thought that Matthews was going to pass to Hyman there. 
And he did, and Hyman buried it. And I think that showed the great respect his teammates had for him. He's not the threat in transition that Hall is. Nope. But he's like a he's like a big fullback. When you when you get him the ball near the goal line, he's going to find a way to punch it over. He also is on the ice when the team is protecting a one-goal lead late in the game, and he's on the ice when the team is trying to get a goal late in the game because he hunts pucks. And uh, I, from my end, the Oilers needed to add an impactful uh, top six forward. I would have been happy with Hall. He's going to get the deal done with Boston, four years, six million. It's great for Taylor. And conversely, if if Edmonton ultimately does get Hyman, I like the addition. Are you hearing anything at all I on think Tyson? You, I think you guys are getting Hyman, just okay. so you know. Uh, Tyson Barry, what are you hearing there? You know, I, I think you guys are talking. Um, I think the issue there is going to be uh, term. Um, I think that that's going to be the big question is how long do both sides want to go? I think he wants to go longer than yep. than you guys want to go, and I, I think you guys are going to be careful with. I, I think you guys are going to take a look, not at the big time free agent market, but I, I could see you guys maybe looking at a Hamannick or something like that uh, around there and seeing what's out there. Um, I, I could see you guys definitely going in in that type of a direction. I, I think you know, obviously, you guys were hoping to have Larson back. That was a a, a big uh, kick in the gut that he's not. And I could see you looking for that type of a, a, a of a player uh, if you can't work out something with uh, with Barry. You put something out last night on David Savard, who will be 31 uh, a week into the regular season this year. I used to love David Savard years ago in Columbus. Um, he certainly had some decent offensive campaigns. He was a very good top four defenseman. Is he still, I mean, he's 30. Larson was 28. That's, a, a, you know, he's going to be 31 here in the fall. In your opinion, is David Savard still a top four defenseman in the NHL, Elliot? Uh, you know, I, he had a really rough year last year in Columbus. I, I The thing that concerns me about making too many judgments about that, Bob, is that that whole team had a really rough yes. year. Like, like, like I look at I look at the way he played in Columbus, and then I look at the way he played in Tampa. And you know, Tampa, like, it's like almost like the two ends, right? Like, you look where Tampa's won, where Columbus ended in the standings, and you look where Tampa ended in the standings, and you're almost at the opposite, complete opposite end of the spectrum. And so, I think that he's probably. I don't think he's as rough as it looked in Columbus. And it's probably not as good as he looked in Tampa. But I still think he's very good. I think uh, when it comes to David Savard, until proven wrong, I'm saying Montreal. That's what I, I'm, I'm saying. I think I think the Canadians would like to have him as Shea Weber's replacement, and that keeps their kind of top four group there. He's obviously not the same player. Yep. Um, but uh, until proven wrong, I, I, I think I, I've kind of – Penciled in David Savard for Montreal. Jack Eichel, Buffalo, for the 29th time. Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for the River Cree Resort Casino. Jack Eichel, is does he get moved in the next? Like, does he get moved tonight for a pick tonight? Uh, uh, every every you could ask me in 10 minutes, and I might give you a different answer. Um, look, I, I think. I got I got a good call this morning from someone about it. I think Anaheim is trying again. I think Minnesota is in there but doesn't like the price. 
I got told the Rangers were in, but have been out for a little bit of time now. Like someone said, when you said last week uh, to me, someone when I said last week that it was like the Rangers is the stealth, they said you were right about that, but it's, it cooled down probably about two weeks ago. And I, and I don't think, and unless Buffalo goes back to the Rangers and said it's changed, I don't think it's going to be them. So I think it's Anaheim, maybe Montreal, could be someone else. Um, I, there's always teams there I'm not thinking of. But I, I, Minnesota's kind of like, from what I heard, they're like, not if it, not unless it changes. Rangers are like, we're out unless it changes. And then it comes down to Anaheim trying a tug of war with them, Montreal try, trying a tug of war with them, and anyone else they can think of. Yeah, well, I mean, could you imagine, just theoretically here, Buffalo's got the number one pick. They now have what amounts to the 13th overall pick. I'm not convinced that puts them in the range to get one of the two goalies at this stage. I wonder whether or not, you know, some people, just just if you can shed some insight on this, Elliot, Detroit, San Jose, Chicago, Calgary, all draft before uh, that now 13th. Who's picking Detroit at six, right? Yes. Who's eight? Oh, I'd have to check. Uh, give Don't me... you have this open? What Hold kind of on. Hold on. Eight. LA's eight, and their pick's available. Yeah, so I've heard that like six, eight, and your pick are, are and, and uh, who, where are you guys again? Well, nine, they'll be drafting the 19th overall player, or the 19th and player. Who's, who's 12? Chicago's Chicago yeah. is twelve. They'll so be drafted I heard, at eleven. I heard. It, I heard all the goalies. The two big goalies. Someone that. And I, I let me just say, I'm not like Sam Cosentino when it comes to the draft. He's at another level for me. Yeah. Someone said to me that they think the goalies will be gone by twelve. So yeah, I, like, I and I heard six, eight and twelve could take them all. Yes. So, uh, and I, I only mentioned Buffalo because if they end up with a third overall pick, my guess is they'd be looking at, and, and that would be Anaheim's pick if they were indeed to get Eichel done. Uh, now, let me ask you, does Reinhardt get you the third overall pick? I don't think so. I don't think Reinhardt gets you three. I think Eichel could. I don't think Reinhardt does. I wonder if Reinhardt gets you eight. Maybe. I mean, it depends. Like, I wouldn't have thought Ristolainen would have got what he got. Uh, I would have. Oh really? You oh, really yeah, thought so? Yeah, I got told by somebody yesterday they were getting a first rounder for him. So yeah, I, I, maybe a first rounder. I didn't know if I expected it to be a first rounder and a second. Yeah, uh, Seth Jones, Elliot. Yeah, Seth Jones. Like Columbus and Chicago are really grinding away at this. I, I think there have been some other teams around it. I think Dallas was in it for a while, but I don't get the sense they're in it now. I think Chicago is the most motivated guy, right? Motivated team right now. I know LA's been around it. Um, so is Colorado, but Chicago can do it for term. And you know, initially they talked Doc and or Debrinket, like that's what Columbus was targeting. Chicago said, no, we're not doing that. Really didn't make a lot of sense for them to do that because it just you're making one side worse to make another side better. But now I think they've gone, and I, you know, I, I think they're talking about a couple high picks and a couple prospects. 
Um, you know, Stroll might have to go to make some of the money work, but yep. I don't think he's necessarily key to the deal. Yep. But the, the, the names I've heard they're haggling over are the first rounder last year, uh, Riddell, or, and the uh, and, uh, Kurashev, I think, is someone that Columbus likes. And I think Chicago at times has kind of said no to one and the other, and I just think they're haggling over how that's all going. Yeah, there's, there's no way they can trade Doc. I mean, he's going to no, be... No, no, Doc and Debrinkat are not, as far as I know, they're not in this conversation. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, they got Lucas Reichel last year in the first round at 17. Reichel, sorry. Yeah, that's yeah all, no, not, I know, I know what you mean. I'm, th- I'm thinking of football helmets, Reed L. Yeah, uh, awesome. So, hey, Elliot, look, love having you on the show. I know you're super busy today. Thank you for squeezing us in, okay? All right, Bob. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the draft. It's going to be fun. 12.53 in Edmonton. Uh, we are going to remind you at this time that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating your special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Open 5 until 10 p.m. Wednesday through Sunday. Elliot Friedman appears every Friday, courtesy of our friends at the River Creek Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. He was our headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. I'm going to bang off some texts at 12.55 uh, when we return. It's 12.53 at Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. All right, into the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get, to new, uh, get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. Bob, for uh, people uh, comparing... Um, Hyman to Lucic and Clarkson. Here's the difference: those players uh, were great. You know, their game started to uh, devolve, and the game changed to a high-speed, no-hit game. Hyman has already proven he can play today's type of game. Again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Bob, the Calgary Flames need to make a run for Landeskog. He's a good leader, and he would fit the Sutter style of play. Um. Uh, well, uh, I, I see. Gabe, why, why, if you're Gabriel Landeskog, would you leave the Colorado Avalanche for Calgary? Seriously. Given the, like, and Calgary's got both Matthew Kachuk, who to me is a, a somewhat similar player to Gabriel Landeskog. Right? He is. Like, Kachuk's the most impactful forward the Flames have most nights. Though last year might have been Elias Lindholm. But certainly the year before, Kachuk was their he was their driver. And Landeskog is not the best forward in Colorado because they got Nate McKinnon. But if you're Landeskog, why would you leave uh, Colorado to go to Calgary? I just, to me, that, eh. Uh, Anyhow. Hey, Bob, is this Flames now? No. Uh, Katie Case, I, but we're not going to denigrate the, the Flames. You know, I'm just saying, I'm being pragmatic with, with Landis Scott. KDK says, Bob, why are the Oilers even considering drafting in the first round this year? Uh, at their spot, talent is unproven, and the team needs to win now. A draft pick will not contribute to winning in, less, uh, in the next couple of years. The Oilers have money uh, to use the value of that pick to acquire a bona fide player like a Forsberg, a Manson, or a Liney. Finally, trading down just decreases the chance the team acquires an impactful NHL player at all, let alone a meaningful contribution in the next two to four years. Can you discuss? KDK, that is an entirely valid perspective to have. 
Now, one thing I will say is often a general manager is involved in terms of a first-round selection in most years. We didn't have any travel this year, but Ken Holland was in the building watching the Edmonton Oil Kings play games at the downtown community arena. I think Coase is going to be gone in the top 15. If he's there at 19, based on what I saw, I think there'd have to be some interest in taking him. However, you make a valid point about the pick, but what if I told you this? What if I told you this year the currency in the picks isn't as much? Because you don't have as read as much of a read on each of the respective players. You're not as sure as to what you got. Right? But you make a valid point. You gotta find a way to improve the team. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Keep the text coming. Mark Spector, Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing Alberta reminder live uh, racing out at Century Mile Friday uh, Friday night. Uh, obviously, that means tonight as well as Sunday evenings, six fifteen post time. You can uh, go down and check it out. They've got uh, full fan access uh, back out at Century Mile as well. You can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update when we come back. Sportsnet spec. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.